everyone welcome back to hope for today how are you doing i'm so glad you're here i am really am you see my little snowman over here we've changed from christmas to winter how many of you have gotten snow and rain in this storm that's been brewing around here yeah a little crazy right we had the winds howling last night and the rain came down i thought the back of my house was going to be the side of my house by the time i woke up this morning well the lord protected we were safe and sound and i'm here today to tell you there is hope for today. I am so glad you're here because God has something to tell you. So I've been sharing a lot of personal stuff with you of the verses God has laid on my heart and the um, theme he's really, you know, kind of told me, Lynn, this is what you need to do. And it's been interesting to watch how God gave me a verse and he gave me a theme and... Um, He's really telling me to create my home environment and not a house environment. And that's evolving and it will continue to evolve. And I don't know how many of you caught uh, last Wednesday, I was the Girl Talk speaker. So if, if you're involved in our Girl Talk here at Keswick, if you're not, you want to go back, you can catch that. But I talked about our home is not always the two by four and the nails that we have that we live in you know you open the door and you walk in and honey I'm home that's not always just the home that we have our life should be a home it should be a safe haven it should be a shelter and it should be a place where when people enter your presence they feel at home and I've talked about this when I teach hospitality that hospitality starts with you you can invite I have the gift of hospitality and you can invite them in your home but they might not feel at home with you so they're probably not going to feel at home in your house you need to create a home personality and then your home will reflect your personality when I was a kid my mom was very strict on uh, instilling in us things of the Lord. I hated it. I was annoyed. Why do you always have to teach me about God? Why do you always have to teach me about the Bible? But my mom, I can say one of her biggest tributes as a mom, she tried to turn everything into a God thing. Whatever, there was always a lesson to be learned in it. I remember the one time there was a fire and and there was our house and our street and then there was woods in front of us and then there was the main highway and then there were woods there so the the fire had come to the woods that and then there was the highway woods our house so at this point we had to evacuate and i remember them saying take whatever you need because our house if it was going to burn our house would have been one of the first to go and we had to go to the local firehouse and hang out there so to me, it was like, grab the toys, grab my, you know, whatever. And um, you know, this is when I was a kid, there were no tablets and things like that to worry about. But I was just thinking, what toy do I want to bring or You know, what stuff to hang out, play with while I'm there. And my mom says to me, bring a change of clothes, make sure you have a dress or a skirt for Sunday and bring your Bible. What? You want me? The house is going to burn down. She's worried about us going to church on Sunday, making sure I had a dress and my Bible. As a kid, I thought my mother was crazy. As a, an adult and as a mom myself, kudos to my mother. 
for putting the Lord first. Her first thing is, well, I don't know where we're going to be, but we'll have church on Sunday and we'll need to look our best and we need to have our Bible. My mom was very strict on, like I said, bringing God into everything we did. And when she um, would come across something, an article or whatever, she would give it to us. And she gave me a track and I, I wish I would have brought it today, but it's a, I use it as a bookmark in my Bible. And it's brown and it's um, it looks very vintage at this point. It's, you know, kind of yellowed and got a few nicks in the corners of the paper. And the paper's getting a little dry and old and crackly and all that. But I kept it because I don't know why I kept it all these years. It was one of those things when I was a kid, I was annoyed by it. But I guess because my mom gave it to me, I kept it. And now I treasure it because it was from my mom. But I want to read it to you. I want to read this poem to you and then we're going to just quickly go over a few notes and chit chat a little bit so grab your coffee if you haven't grabbed your coffee or tea or get some hot chocolate if you need to warm up and and grab that pause this if you have to but go ahead and grab your get a nice beverage get that quilt over your lap and let's just chat so the title of this poem is 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 if jesus came to your house if Jesus came to your house to spend some time with you, if he came unexpected, I wonder what you would do. When you saw him coming, would you meet him at the door with arms outstretched to welcome in your heavenly visitor? Or would you have to change your clothes before you let him in or hide some magazines and put the Bible where they've been? Would you go straight on saying the things you always say or would your life continue as it does from day to day? It might be interesting to know the things that you would do if Jesus came in person to spend some time with you. Oh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I remember reading that when she gave it to me and I was probably 10 years old or younger. I'm a little older than that now. And I have never forgotten that poem. It's almost like that thing that haunts you in the back. But boy, what a thought. If Jesus came to my home, what would I do if he came knocking at the door? And, you know, is my home in order? Ugh. Is my home welcoming? Ugh. You know, do I, would he feel when he walked up to the front door, is the front door area like neat and tidy? Is there maybe a wreath on the door or a potted flower or something, or does it look kind of junky? You know, even those impressions, I know it sounds silly, like, why are you getting so practical on me, Lynn? Think of these things, though. If we are to serve the Lord and, and like, be a good neighbor, and somebody comes knocking on the door, and they look around, and they see an old bike laying there, and maybe an old tire, and some dirty rags from when you worked on the car, or who knows what is piled all around. Or where they walk up and go, oh, isn't this like nice? And there's a little flower, or there's a little wreath. And, and listen, you don't have to have any of that. But if it's neat and tidy, there's a different impression it'll leave you. There's a Bible verse that many of us know, which is in Proverbs 3, 6. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. That's a verse we use over and over and over. Sometimes when you read from the King James or a version like that, no, nothing wrong with that. But sometimes I need it a little simpler. Do you? You find yourself, you need something. Explain that to me in, in another way. 
And there's a version that I used when I spoke at um, the Girl Talk last week, and I used this verse. And it's the Good News Version. And it says, Remember the Lord in everything you do, and He will show you the right way. I really liked that version. I was able to sort of make it more palatable for me. Remember the Lord in everything you do. End of discussion. When I create that walk-up experience to my home, is it inviting? Would the Lord feel comfortable walking up to my home? Would he feel that it, it's welcoming enough that he could easily knock on the door? When I greeted him at the door, or when I greet anyone at the door, do I do it with arms stretched open? Hi, how are you? Come on in. Do, or do I feel like, um, did you want something? And make them wait on the doorstep as if they had to have an, a special formal invitation to come over. You know, people come from all backgrounds and shapes and sizes and ages and you know what. When they need a friend, they're going to call upon you. But have you created your home, your person, as an invitation? Have you created your front door as an invitation? And when you greet them at the front door, is, is it an invitation? Now you invite them in your home. Is there a place for them to sit or do you have to move everything? Let me find you a chair. Hang on. Do you have something in the house to offer them? Well, I don't eat snacks. Okay, that's fine. Can you offer them a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, a bottle of water? Um, you know, you always want to be available for the Lord to send someone to your home. My mom, again, would always have a package of cookies in the freezer. Always. And we were told, that's my hospitality cookies. And when my mom knew they were getting, you know, to that expiration date, she'd pull them out and we could eat them. And then she'd put another package in the freezer. I don't know if she still does it, but I remember as a kid, there was always that thing in the freezer we were not allowed to touch. That was for company. So when the, whether my mom got a phone call on coming over or a knock at the door, she would quickly pull them out, put them on a plate. By the time everybody was welcomed and she got the teapot boiling and the table laid and the chit chat going, the cookies were defrosted. They defrost very quickly. And they could have been the cheapest ShopRite cookies with a cup of tea, but I'm telling you, my mom knew how to make you feel welcomed in her home. You never felt like, both of my parents, my mom and dad, I remember growing up, you know, junior high and high school and all the kids all my friends can we go to the Wil uh, uh, wilson's Ugh, wrong name can we go to the cameron's house and they would say can we go to your house and i would have friends of mine my girlfriends say i love talking to your mom i love talking to your parents my parents just made you feel like you're part of the family come on in there was never any question in my parents house i could never not invite someone if I told my mom I'm inviting my friend over for the weekend, great, I'll get a pizza. There was never a question. I don't know that um, everyone else is like that. I don't know that other people could do that. And some people will say, well, that's a gift. It is a gift. But, you know, beyond it is a gift, it is something that we should be able to do. If Jesus came to your house today, could you greet him? Is your home a welcome environment? Is your home orderly? Is your home prepared to welcome a guest in? You know, all this whole podcast, I tell you all the time, it stems from my own heart and things that God is working on in with me. And I have worked for the past several weeks on a Sunday. And um, it just, you know, just the way it goes that the business I'm in, 
we have people here and I need to work. So my husband will do church online. We'll go to church maybe on Sunday night or, you know, there are, we are blessed that there are a variety of ways to still go to church, just not on a Sunday morning at 11 a.m. But with that being said, I have had to work. Well, this Sunday I was off and my youngest had an event to go to at another church. So we had to pick him up there and drive him home and then go back to our church. And by the time I got to our church, I sat in the pew and I was, <sighs> I didn't really feel like being there. I had nothing to do with the people or the church. It was just my own heart, you know, not, <coughs> not that I was in a, a bad frame of mind. I was just in a, eh. you ever get like that? It wasn't like, I wasn't upset with the Lord or I, I don't know where I wanted to be anyway, but I just wasn't prepared. And I'm trying to listen to the message and I, I couldn't get into the message. And you ever get like that? You just, you just sitting there like, what am I doing here? And I'm looking around and I'm thinking, ah, oh. and then my mind started to wonder. Now I, I'm, you know, confessing here to you that I knew, you know, and all of a sudden in the middle of this, I'm like, I need to get this together here. I'm in church. I'm blessed to be part of this fellowship. I'm blessed to be with my friends. I'm blessed to hear this message. It was just an off day for me. It had nothing to do with a heart and heart. It was just an off day. I'm a human being. You have days like that. That's what it was. But it gave me this thought. Here was my thought. In Proverbs, it says, take Jesus everywhere you go. Did I take Jesus to church with me? Hmm. No, I didn't. This is his house. He's already there. But did I like prepare my heart, my prepare my mind? You know, how many times we're running out to church, we're, you know, yelling at the kids or yelling at the husband or you're not married, you don't have kids, you can't even get yourself together to church on time. And you're thinking, I'm a single person, I have no one else there, but I can't even get to church on time. We're always running late. We're always like doing other things. And, and then, you know, is your shirt ironed? Oh, well, I just threw on a jacket because I didn't have time to iron it. Should we not look our best when we go to church? We look our best for everything else. Whatever your best is. Now, I'm not saying a, the best is this, that, or the next thing. You know your heart. Whatever your best is that you would wear for the best thing that you're going to do in life. Should, we should be our best. We should wash our face and brush our teeth. Comb our hair. Make sure we have our Bible. You know, we should be prepared mentally and physically. We should look good. And, and just that spirit of welcoming those that come into your presence at church. Make them, th make them feel welcomed. Make them feel like you're glad to see them. Even if I have an off day, this too shall pass. Maybe I had a headache. Go take some Tylenol. You know, maybe I'm hungry. Then go home and eat. But I should have been prepared, and I really wasn't. Take Jesus everywhere you go, and he'll show you the right way. I wasn't prepared with bringing Jesus with me. And because I wasn't prepared, I couldn't concentrate on the message. And he probably had something for me to hear, because then he said, if you bring me with you, I'll show you the right way to go. I was so preoccupied in my own whatevers that, you know, I fell short. Then it made me think, do I take Jesus with me wherever I go? When I go to work, do I bring the Lord with me? Do I bring a happy spirit? Do I bring a smile? Do I bring encouragement to my coworkers? Or am I biting their head off? And when they ask me a question, what do you want? I'm busy. 
Is that how I react or do I react to, you know, in a pleasant way? When you call me on the phone, do I answer it in a pleasant way? Maybe I have an off day, but you know what? That's not your problem. That's my problem. Do I bring the Lord with me? You know, even if you're physically not well or you're mentally not well, you're going through some struggles and things like that. My home life, I don't have the perfect home life. I'm no different than the rest of you. I've got struggles at home. We've got things that happen. But I need to remember to bring the Lord with me. And when the Lord is with me, he can kind of lift me up. I'm human. I have emotions. I have feelings. And yeah, some of this stuff will get you down. But when you bring the Lord with you, you have a sense of joy. You have a sense of peace. You have a sense of hope that you can share with others. When I go home from work, do I bring the Lord with me? Or do I bring work with me? Do I bring all oh, the problems of the day? The phones rang. I had this person say something. I did the. Okay, granted, if you have a spouse or, you know, maybe your kids that are older and you want to talk through the day, that's one thing, talking through the day. But it's another thing, bringing home all that stuff. Now, I need to bring home Jesus and let the Lord show me the right way to go. And if I need to talk through that day, Give some grace, maybe get dinner on the table and say, hey, do you got a minute? I had kind of a rough day. I'd just like to talk through that with you. Maybe you can help me kind of rethink what happened through the day so I can be more prepared tomorrow. When I go to the store, do I bring Jesus with me? Do I have a smile? When somebody hits you with the back of the cart, you know, on the back of the leg with the cart, do you turn around and yell at them or yeah you know it, it it hurts yeah and they're being a pain in the neck they're trying to rush past you and they want to get that last package of toilet paper whatever the case might be did i bring jesus with me is he going to show me the right way yes turn around and just say no problem please go right ahead of me and say it kindly say it nicely make them kind of raise an eyebrow and i just hit her with a cart and she's being nice to me you know take jesus with you when you're at the park with the kids or you go to, you know, you're going ice skating, tis the season, go ice skating, or you're going to any event or you're going to, you know, hang out with a group of friends, bring Jesus with you. Well, you see, my friends, they're not Christians and, hmm, so if Jesus came to your house, what would he have to change? So if you're hanging out with secular non-believers, not to say we are to be a light of the world and to share Jesus also. But if that's all you have in your life, that is not going to be helping your walk at all. Even in those moments when you're by yourself and you think nobody's around, Jesus is there. Whether you want to admit that or not. Now, when I say bring Jesus with you, that your whole body is prepared and thinking on the Lord. Think on these things, whatever is truth, whatever is lovely, whatever is noble. Go back to Corinthians. When I'm by myself, what magazine am I reading or what things am I turning with my fingers? What things am I doing with my hands? Are they things that would be edifying? Would they be things that would glorify the Lord? Would they be things that would make the Lord happy? Now, washing the dishes, you think, well, what's the big deal? Well, you're taking care of your home. You're keeping it neat and tidy. You're taking care of yourself. You're taking care of your family and so on. Keeping yourself busy, you know, idle hands are the devil's tool. Keep those hands busy when you're having those moments. But what other kind of things um, would 
the Lord have to come in and maybe see the magazines on the table? Oh, you don't want to see those now. Let me put those in the drawer. Now, what's on the table should be always on, um, out for anyone to see. If I were to go to my in-laws house and they're both in glory right now, but I remember when I first started dating my husband, there was always mission magazines on the table. You know, the basket in the bathroom, just in case you need to read for a few minutes. They were always either a devotional or again, Bible something in the basket. My mother-in-law would have Bible verses hung by the kitchen sink. So as she was doing her dishes, there was a Bible verse to read or to memorize. There wasn't anything in my in-laws house that I could ever question. I could open any closet or any cabinet and there would be Bibles on the shelf and there'd be things that would be hospitality dishes or things that she could use to create her home into a welcoming environment at all times. Everything that we do, our mind, when we're alone, what are we thinking about? You know, those moments where you, oh, if anybody ever knew what I was thinking, the Lord knows what you're thinking. The Lord knows what your hands are touching, what you're tasting, what you're smelling, what you're, you're hearing, where you're walking with your feet. When your eyes are, you know, watching TV, are you watching something that is appropriate? Do I need to spell out appropriate? I, you know what? If you're in a place where... You don't know right from wrong and you don't know what, you know, is bad and evil and good and evil and, you know, um, what I should and shouldn't be watching. Then you need to spend some time truly with the Lord on your own and ask the Lord to reveal those things to you. But you know what I'm saying. Let me go back to the poem. If Jesus came to your house to spend some time with you, if he came unexpected, I wonder what you would do. What would happen today if the Lord knocked on your door? Are you prepared? Are you prepared to welcome the Lord Jesus into your home, into your life, into that two by four that you, you know, type of structure that you live in? Would you be able to welcome him in and let him go through your cupboards and look behind closed doors and look at the magazine rack and the books on the bookshelf? And how about if he checked your history on your YouTube what do you watch and check your your streaming device and what shows have you recently watched in the last 24 hours are they clean are they beneficial are they good are you filling your mind with things of the Lord when you're alone are you doing devotions are you singing praise and worship are you singing the hymns are you are you praying for others are you thinking about ooh, you know I have two days off next week I wonder if I could help someone are, are you asking the Lord to send people to you if Jesus came to your home what would you do? Thanks so much for coming over today. Thanks for spending time with me. We'll catch you all next week on the next podcast.